0: When you look at the team that you lead, the results that they are producing are a reflection of the leadership that you're providing. Your leadership is a reflection of how you're landing, how you're being perceived by those whom you lead. Taking ownership over the results that your team is producing and taking ownership over the perception that you're creating are keys to being a successful leader. It's the Leading on Purpose podcast, helping leaders, teams, and organizations lead more intentionally, effectively, and with purpose. Welcome to season two of the podcast. This season, we're digging into your leadership of others. And this first episode, I really want to go back in time and talk about the the roots behind the idea of leadership and even management and just give us a good grounding before we head into leadership today and and styles and things that you can do to lead people more effectively. So you have to really go back to the early 1900s and this was a time in business around the world when organizations were really getting larger in size because if you go back to like the 1800s, organizations outside of a few select companies were just not that big. Well, you get through the Industrial Revolution, organizations start to grow in size. What comes with that growing size is complexity. And one of the first things that organizations realized that they needed to do was they needed a mechanism by which we can insert some control and ensure that as we grow in size and complexity, that we still maintain control over things like cost, uh, getting things done in a timely manner, and doing things in a quality manner. And so management really became this first degree of control that organizations could insert. So if we take someone and we put them in a role where they oversee a particular group of individuals, employees, and we put them over a a certain sect of our work, we can maintain some control over things getting done on time, on budget, and in a quality manner. Time marched on. And nearly for all organizations on the planet, rapid change and competition became realities. And so facing these new headwinds, organizations realized, boy, we've got to insert kind of a a, a new thing here to inspire people, to inspire our teams, to keep teams retained and focused, to help us as an organization produce forward momentum, to create Competitive differentiation. And so these new challenges really resulted in the idea, the study of, and the focus on having leaders or leadership. And so fast forward to today, you really think about the results that you're held accountable to. What's really important when we think about the difference between management and leadership is we all have parts of our role that are actually management Things that we need to do to stay on time, on budget, and do things in a quality manner. And those are the things that the parts of our roles that are really about control. And those are still important. You have to have that. The problem is if you don't focus on the leadership side of things, you're not able to face challenging headwinds within your organization like change, uh, the need for competitive differentiation, or producing forward momentum into the future. And so leadership, our focus on leadership is critical to our success within organizations, but our relationship to the results is really what I want you to think about first and foremost. And so at the top of the, the episode today, I mentioned that your team's results are a reflection of the leadership that you're providing. And so as you think about your relationship to the results that you and your team are asked to produce, the reality is, and maybe you're already facing this, The more you move up, the more you advance in your career, the less direct the relationship is between you and those results, the more indirect it is. And the more important it becomes to be thinking about what are the conditions I'm creating for the people who are producing the results. And so that's really one thing that we need to understand and take ownership of is the more we can get focused on the conditions we're creating for the people who are getting the results and let go of our need to be directly connected to the results, the better off we're going to be as a leader. And so again, as you move up your relationship to the results themselves becomes more indirect but your responsibility for the environment your team is experiencing is absolutely direct. And the most compelling research I've looked at comes from the Corn Ferry Hay Group. And this is research that dates back really to the late 1950s. You had a group of Harvard psychologists basically got together, started scratching their heads, wondering, how can we look at this organization? And within this organization, let's say we have two teams and team A is a team that is knocking results out of the park doing amazing things right next door to them. Let's say you have team B not getting the results. And let's say these teams are of similar size, similar tenure. Let's say they have a similar set of goals and objectives. They're asked to achieve similar access to resources. How can you have the scenario where team A is knocking out of the park and team B is not. And what their research pointed to is the differences in the climate or environment. Each of those teams is experiencing. Now, within that climate, the lion's share of what's going on within that environment or climate is being shaped by the boss. And so the corn fairy hay group would tell you up to 70 80 to 80 percent of what's going on in a team's climate can be attributed to the behaviors of the leader. And so really only 20 to 30 percent is all of the other stuff we would traditionally point to the culture of the organization, what's going on in the industry, in the world and yada, yada, yada. 70 to 80% of how any single person feels working in their job is shaped by their boss. And so it's an aspect of this whole leadership theory that we'll unpack during season two uh, that I want you to really wrap your head around. I really want you to begin thinking about owning the environment that your team is experiencing. Because again, I'll grant you, there are other contributing factors. But again, I'll say, You, as the leader of a team, are the single greatest contributing factor to the environment or climate the team is experiencing. Now, the importance of leadership in an individual's performance has been studied for decades, but let's maybe put this in more practical terms. And this is something I do when I facilitate topics around leadership to to groups, is I want you to imagine the worst boss you have ever had. Okay, so maybe even close your eyes for a moment. Picture this individual. Worst boss you ever had. And I want you to think about what are some of the characteristics and behaviors of the worst boss you ever had. Switch gears. Now I want you to think about the best boss you have ever had. What are some of those behaviors and characteristics? So question for you in those two scenarios can you be successful in the worst boss scenario? And so when I ask this, I get mixed reviews, mixed responses from people. It's like, yeah, I, I you know, I can still get the job done. My answer is always maybe. And there's always a follow-up question. Yeah, maybe you can be successful, but for how long and at what cost? Professionally and personally, okay? And so we all know what good leadership looks like. And for most of us, we know what good leadership feels like in terms of our environment and how it leads to the performance that we offer the organization. Leadership plays a heavy hand in our performance. And so that's the ownership that we have to have when we think about the performance and results of our teams. So put simply, leadership matters. It matters to us. It matters to our teams. And it definitely matters to our organization. There's another piece here I want you to think about. It's not just about making people feel good in terms of the climate they're experiencing. It's also about the results that come by way of creating that climate. And so, Corn Ferry Hay Group would also tell you in their research that Team A, Team B scenario I mentioned earlier, obviously, the difference maker for those two teams is the leader is different in those two scenarios. The leader is creating a different climate in that Team A example versus the Team B example. But the Corn Ferry Hay Group's research went a bit further and tells us that over the decades, what they've noticed is up to a 30% sway in results can be attributed to whether climate is positive versus negative for the team that you're looking at. And so it's not just about leadership that feels good. It's also about leadership that eventually leads to results. Second aspect here to take ownership of to be an effective leader is how you're landing with the people you lead. Your intentions as a leader are very important. And a lot of what we worked on in season one around getting clarity of self and really finding your why behind your leadership and what you want your legacy to be, all really important ingredients to being an effective leader. However, the ultimate measure, the ultimate reflection of the quality of our leadership lies in the eye of the beholder, how we're landing. And so appreciating that despite the best of intentions, the highest degree of thoughtfulness and purpose, there might still be a discrepancy in terms of how we're landing with the people we lead. And so understanding and appreciating, boy, what is that discrepancy? How am I landing? How am I being perceived by the people I lead and taking ownership over that? Another component to being a really effective leader. Addressing this gap between intention and perception can be extremely difficult because as Stephen Covey once described, one thing that's human nature, very easy for us to fall into is if we're not careful, we judge ourselves on our intentions. We judge everyone else around us on their behaviors. And by the way, the people you lead are predisposed to do the very same thing. Judging themselves on their intentions and you on your behaviors. And so what can be a really key step here is something I talked about in season one, which is to constantly let your team know what you're up to, particularly if you're trying to change things in your behaviors as as a leader, is to enroll people in that. Let them know, hey, here's why you're going to see me show up and behave this way. Here's what I'm attempting to do. It reduces the chances that they're going to question your intention. Okay, And so it's really important for us to disclose to people on our teams exactly why we're behaving the way that we're behaving and what it is we're trying to accomplish with said behavior. Because one of the things that's also true about human beings is I think there's a saying that we're rational beings. Yeah, kind of. I think we're rationalizing beings. And what we're constantly doing as we observe uh, our day of work, our day in life, is we're trying to make sense out of what's going on around us try to rationalize, explain in our minds what we just saw. And so if there's missing pieces of information, it's very easy for our brains to insert meaning to what we see. And so the more that we can clear up that potential for our teams to insert meaning around our behaviors by letting them know, here's my intention, here's what I'm trying to do, the better off we're going to be closing this gap between intention and perception. So two key aspects here of really increasing our effectiveness in terms of our leadership of others, one owning the results that our team is producing by way of the climate or environment we're creating for our team. And then number two, owning the potential gap between intention and perception, taking ownership over how we're landing with the people we lead. So there's actually a personal developmental tool I want to point you to that can be really helpful in understanding really just how we grow and develop, not just as leaders, but as human beings. And it's called the Johari Window. And this is a tool that I was turned on to the first time I was exposed to the DISC assessment tool. And what the Johari tool is, don't overthink the name, the inventor's names were Joseph and Harry, and so that's how they got Johari Window. But really, it was first established as a psychological tool to help us understand how human beings grow and develop over time. And the tool really describes two axes that we have to think about in our growth and development. One axis is what's known to us about ourselves, what's known by self. And what's unknown by self. So how much do we know ourselves? And the other axes is how much we're known by others and what's unknown versus what's known by others. The main premise in this tool that Joe and Harry created was to really expand what's called our open area what's known to us and what's known to those around us is the area where we're going to experience the most connection the most opportunity to grow and develop the relationships around us and subsequently grow and develop as human beings and so when something is known by others but unknown by self what would you call that? Well, that's a blind spot. That means people have noticed something about you that you don't see yourself. And so one of the things that you have to work on to grow and develop is how often are you getting feedback from your team? Because the only way you're going to clear up blind spots is by creating a safe space and entertaining feedback from the people that are observing you, namely your team. And they can be a great source of feedback for your growth and development as a leader. Some of the most important feedback I've ever received over the years didn't come by way of a performance review, didn't come from my boss. Some of the best, most developmental feedback I ever received was from the people on the receiving end of my leadership. And so it's a great opportunity here to think about. To what degree do I go out and get feedback? Who am I surrounding myself with in terms of people that are bold enough to let me know if I've had a misstep um, or very simply just open my eyes to maybe some blind spots I might have. So entertaining and obtaining feedback, key part of really taking ownership here. The other piece that uh, the Johari window talks about is those areas that would kind of go in what you might call your hidden area or your facade meaning they're known by you but not known to anyone else. And so this is why I was just mentioning a few moments ago around the importance of letting people know what you're up to. So what the Johari window teaches us and what they studied with this psychological tool is the importance of self-disclosure and appropriate vulnerability. And letting people in to our intentions, our thoughts, our feelings is another way to expand the size of our open area. And so just a few extra thoughts here. Johari window might be something that you want to take a closer look at that really helps you understand how important it is to get feedback from others and engage in acts of self-disclosure with the people on your team to let them in to what your intentions are, what you're up to, why you do what you do. So. Here's our journey over the next several episodes. Uh, I want to continue to lean into the corn fairy hay group theory because I think they've done a really excellent job of describing various leadership styles because there's not just one style that we use as leaders. We have to pull out different styles depending upon the situation that we're facing. And so I want to unpack some of these various leadership styles that the Hay Group describes as well as describe to you some of the dimensions of climate that the Hay Group has discovered. So it's not just around whether climate is good or bad. Again, that Team A, Team B example wasn't just climate good on Team A, climate bad on Team B there's some dimensions of climate that have to be understood, because climate is experienced across multiple concepts, across multiple dimensions. And so I also want to take a look at those factors as well over the next several episodes. So thanks so much for tuning in for the kickoff of season two as we unpack your leadership of others. See you in a future episode.